Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hello, friends. How's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Before we get started with our show today, let me remind you about a couple partners of the podcast. First up, Prepped Ready Meals. Prepped and Ready, they offer healthy meals delivered straight to your door. All you have to do is pop them in the microwave. They're good to go. They deliver in all of metro Atlanta area. They just partnered with a fitness app called Fit Genie to make deliveries even easier. Go to PreppedReadyMeals.com. Use code BINGE10 at checkout for 10% off your order. That's B-I-N-G-E-1-0 for 10% off your order. Everybody loves healthy meals. Everybody loves meal planning. Well, now you can do it all in one. Go check these guys out. Support them again one more time at BINGE10 at checkout. PreppedReadyMeals.com. Our other friends are our friends over at Rebel Boudoir. Have you ever wanted that boudoir session and needed the little nudge to finally do it? Well, now you do. Our listeners will get an automatic discount of $100 off their session fee when they book a session with Jillian at Rebel Boudoir. These sessions make an awesome, unique gift for your wedding day, anniversary, birthday, or it's just an excuse to rock that bod you've got. Go check out Jillian's work for reference on her Instagram at Rebel Boudoir or her website, RebelBoudoirStudio.com. Mention us in your inquiry to get that discount. It's a great investment and an experience you definitely won't forget. And now, welcome to the show. everybody it's episode 158 of the vinge boys i don't know what the hell that was um i think mitch's mic was making a noise and i think he like bent over to try to see what it was but he like fell out of his chair <laughs> some some good remote podcasting fun. oh man that's remote podcasting at its finest hopefully mitch gets back in here in a second but yeah mitch and matt joining me as always what up matt what's up man how's it going good good all transparency here we're recording this uh we're, we're recording this on mitch are you okay <laughs> out of your chair i almost uh i've got like a bench set up so it's there's no back to it oh. and oh. so i like i like lean back and it just started tipping so i just almost i just almost fell over there got a bail <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh yeah, so transparency, guys. We're we're recording this on uh, Sunday, December thirteenth. Matt is uh, doing a little bit of holiday stuff here in a couple weeks, so we decided to get this epi out of the way early, um, which is which is great. Um, although I realized it'll be interesting what we'll do. We might have a delayed reaction to the finale of the Mandalorian, um, which is fine. We'll put that out. Uh, the following week um when we discuss uh you know when we discuss things after christmas but we'll discuss our mandalorian finale thoughts on that episode uh 
which is cool because that's going to be the beginning of the end of the 2020 episodes. And this is kind of the first that um, we're incorporating a finale list in. We're going to be doing a lot of lists. Uh, and I asked a lot of people for feedback this week, and a lot of people said that they like the lists. So They're excited for these next few episodes. Yeah, those those eat up a chunk Ooh. of the episodes, so people like lists from us. Um, first of all, besides almost falling out of your your fucking chair there, Mitch, <laughs> how are you, man? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, uh, that would have been uh, pretty. I mean, it was hilarious. I was laughing when it happened. <laughs> 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 oh man um so today's episode's a little different we don't have any quickies because obviously we're recording this a week in advance so we don't know what's happening um next episode however although next episode that we record however previous episode that you listen to <laughs> um we're spending a fat chunk of that episode probably talking a lot about disney's investor day so just be prepared for that or I well, they've already heard it. Hope hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I can't wait to talk about it uh, personally. I think it's going to eat up a chunk of the episode. Oh, yeah. Is why we decided to kind of rope some stuff into this episode. Yeah, it might be a week late, but we don't want to sit there tomorrow night when we're recording this. We don't want to sit there in front of the mic for two and a half hours talking about Disney's Investors Day, all the albums that came out, a movie. We don't want to do that. Um, cause that's just too much for us. And honestly, no one wants to listen to that. We're not Joe Rogan. Nope. No one's listening to us for three hours. Uh, you're not smoking DMT over there, Logan. No, not that I know. Musk so. isn't over here doing drugs with me. Like <laughs> we're not, we're not doing anything like that. So, um, so yeah, this week we're going to just talk, uh, about some of our holiday plans for the year, kind of our wrap up of 2020, uh, we're going to review um, some albums from Taylor Swift, Kid Cudi, and Jack Harlow, um, and then wrap it up with our top 10 most anticipated movies of 2021. So <laughs> I guess we'll start off right off the bat. Matt, you're the one traveling. You're the one that's making us do this, dude. Yeah, yeah. Might so as well uh, explain got- it to the people. Yeah, what you got going on? Yeah, so I guess this past friday as you're listening to it i went back to my parents um to do like an early christmas with them and then on the day this is released is actually my mom's birthday so happy birthday mom uh and then mama matt yep then uh that's up in chicago and then tomorrow we're heading back home heading back to where i live now in in indianapolis to uh start the christmas festivities with my girlfriend's family for like the actual day of we just alternate back and forth year to year so that's basically it man nothing too nothing too crazy just some just the dual family stuff uh always makes it fun to uh to do uh what are your plans looking like logan shout out to my mother who just tried to facetime me uh (laughs) not her birthday but it was my father's 50th birthday last, uh, I guess, recording this two days ago, but a week ago or so from when people listen to this. this is weird. This is like an inception type. Yeah, show. yeah. What's going on. I have a calendar <laughs> up just to make sure I'm saying the right things. Maybe that's the smart move. Maybe I'm going to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, my dad's 50th birthday on the 11th. Um, him and my mom went down to Florida, kind of did a little 
them to by themselves took a little road trip celebrated there it was their 25th wedding anniversary of the year or sorry a couple days prior um and then i guess they kind of roped it together and kind of took a little uh just a mom and dad vacation um not something that they were able to ever really do i guess raising three kids <laughs> never were able to take a trip by themselves uh until now when they're empty nesters so shouts to them shouts to you dad you old man <laughs> um <laughs> uh but yeah for me um i don't think we're doing any traveling uh holidays this year kind of weird obviously covid um we haven't traveled really for christmas the past couple years but this year especially we were supposed to do something next week in illinois as well uh, my brother and sister go to college in illinois and the same weekend that my parents were going to go pick them up from college my mom's side of her family were going to do like a family gathering on christmas eve or something and or I'm sorry, the weekend before Christmas Eve. And, uh, but some of our family members have really young newborns and uh, obviously the grandparents were going to be in town. So they just kind of decided, hey, we'll just keep it kind of low key this year. We'll do something uh, another time. So I was going to travel next week, but uh, as of right now, I'm just chilling and I'll, I'll be even more transparent. Hopefully by the time this releases, she's okay. But, uh, Shout out to Catherine because she's got COVID. Ooh, yeah, um. she do. She do. She's been battling it since Monday of this week. Uh, Monday, the seventh uh, <laughs> of December. She's been fighting it. It's the noise. Back. It is shit. What is that? I don't know. It must be my laptop. Are you rocking the? Yeah, and now it's gone. Yeah. Because he muted himself. That's weird. It must be the microphone. Something, All right. yeah. All right, Peter Mitch. I hope he doesn't have to keep joining in and, and out. That sucks. It would be a pain. It would be a pain for him, but it be that way sometimes. Anyway, uh, she's got COVID. She's um, She tested positive the other day. Um, I went and got myself tested the other day. Came up negative. I'm good. Uh, I, don't feel any, I don't feel any symptoms or anything. I just thought it would be smart just, just in case um to go get myself tested weird sure. the, the testing that they did this time around um my mom got covid way back when covid kind of kind of started kicking off like early summer and uh when i got a test uh i drove up through a drive through and they the doctor or whatever applied the test to me themselves but this time around i went to like a cvs to get tested and they made me come go into almost like a little almost like a bigger porta potty like a little like a small hut i guess that's the best way i can describe it mm -hmm. um and the nurse gave me my own swab and she said that i needed to swab myself which was horrifying <laughs> the, the doctors do it and you just you're like okay you're the doctor you have to do it but the fact that you had to stick your own swab up your own nose in a paint in a uncomfortable way it kind of oh. sucked yeah um, i I could stop complaining. People have died from it. I'm doing okay. I didn't have any symptoms. Uh, but yeah, so she's, so she's recovered. So hopefully she's okay by Christmas. Um, I, I think she will be, uh, she has a whole week and a half to get through before Christmas. Um, she's kind of on the up and up. I just FaceTimed her before 
we started recording and she's doing a bit better. So um, I don't think we're doing anything really. I mean, we might just, we're probably just going to go to my parents' place, me and Catherine, my siblings and my parents and just keep it, keep it quiet this year. Unfortunately, I like big family gatherings. I'm a big family guy, but you know, that's 2020 for us. So um, yeah, so that's, I think that's my holidays, I guess. And then, yeah, and then nothing for New Year's on my end. What what's you got going on for uh, the holidays there, Mitch? Well, uh, we are just kind of I'm I'm at home and just we're gonna do stuff at home with the with the fam. You know, my brother and sister are back, so uh, normally we do like a gathering at my grandparents' house, but this year we're kind of like a big family gathering there and do like dinner and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, this year is we're just going to do everything at our own homes and do Christmas that way. So um, looking forward to it, looking forward to just hanging out and just chilling basically is mostly um, mostly what, what we'll be doing. So yeah, not not much on my end. No traveling plans or anything like that. Nothing nothing too fancy. So, yeah. Do you guys? Are you guys? This is a random question that just popped in my head. I don't know why I thought of this. Are you guys? Uh, does your family keep on the Christmas story on TBS all day, or do you guys <laughs> maybe watch it once and you're like, okay, like by lunch, or you like get the shit off? Like we've watched. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, no, are you we're guys pretty much, pretty much all day? Yeah, pretty much all the time at, at my parents, it's going. But yeah, usually about the one thirty, two o'clock. It's like, all right, we're we're just gonna turn it off. <laughs> yeah, when I'm at my grandparents, it stays on the entire day. Um, but I I have a feeling at home now that we're home, like gonna be doing Christmas at home that it'll be on until probably like noon, and then we'll change it to something else. We'll probably put in Christmas Vacation and then have that playing. There you go. So, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I I don't know. Like, if if we were at my grandparents' house, I think the same thing for for like Mitch said, just all day. Like, because my grandparents' house, they had like a den that had its own like TV, kind of like a smaller living room. Mm -hmm. But then they had the main living room. As a kid, they would always just leave Christmas Story on in like the den, and whoever wanted to watch it could just go over there and check it out. But um, but no, I, I think Mitch's uh, strategy there is probably what we're gonna do. We'll probably watch it twice and then be like, okay, like we can only take the ho 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 <laughs> so many times. So uh, so we're gonna probably throw on some Christmas vacation. Um, do you guys do any like holiday traditions? Like, is there anything in your family specifically? Maybe not the big family, but like your family. Like for example, Christmas Eve my family would always watch the polar express like we would have dinner that night and then we go and watch polar express just as a family no phones leave phones in the other room and just kind of unplug and just spend time together Mm -hmm. uh, and watch the polar express maybe we'll go to like a gas station or walgreens and get a bunch of like cheap candy boxes and just pig out for the night and then go to bed um and i i don't know matt do you have siblings yeah, I have an older sister. Okay, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I was gonna say, even in my age of my brother and sister being, I guess technically they're adults now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they still wake my ass up at like <laughs> 6 30 7 o'clock in the morning on christmas day like come on dude and i'm just like <laughs> we're adults yep <laughs> let me sleep till at least eight <laughs> yeah yeah the, it's definitely transition to us for the uh we have a set time that we're going to like be down that's you know a reasonable hour yeah like eight o'clock it's never the yeah the 5 30 rouse get roused out of bed we used to my sister and i used to make breakfast for our parents like and i mean like we were kids so, like cereal that was making breakfast. Maybe heat something up in the microwave. You'd be like, but, here's your frosted flakes, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you like it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, nothing too crazy like Christmas traditions. We're actually kind of starting ones. And with like my immediate family, there's like six of us now from. <laughs> oh, Mitch. <laughs> You're going to have like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to fucking mm-hmm. suck. Yes, yeah, so there's uh, six of us. So it's like last year we did like gifts like for everybody, and then we were all just like, "All right, well that that's, that's not like you know too much, but like we we're just doing like secret Santa, so we each just have like one person to like get like all the gifts for." Um, and so that'll be a cool new tradition. I'll I'll report back on it in the next episode. Cool, cool. Yeah, can't. We'll, we'll probably do a Christmas in summary. Uh, Christmas and fun as another podcast will put would put there you it. go this Christmas and fun this Christmas and fun uh cool let's let's get to uh let's get to some music we got some music this week a few um kind of bombshell releases similar to folklore Taylor Swift just out of nowhere was just like oh yeah I decided to keep writing songs even after folklore was released so uh so here's Evermore. Uh, a new album called Evermore, uh, and it dropped on Friday. It had, I think, like 15 songs or so on it. Yes, I want to say 14 and then one on like the deluxe edition or whatever. Sure. So, um, yeah, this is kind of like the companion, I guess, to folklore. Um, I like the vibe. First off, I like the album cover a lot. Yep. Um, I liked Folklore's album cover a lot as well. Just different for Taylor Swift because they're usually just like a very poppy, generic album cover from her. But like the album covers like sneaky don't get recognized as much as they should. Agreed. Because especially in these two album covers from her this year, you can see the maturity that she's like gained over the past couple years mm-hmm. and like the struggles that she's gone through. Like it's, like these two albums were very mature. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, I would agree. So, so we'll just jump right into Evermore. Matt, what what's your? I know you're a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm I'm decent, man. She's uh she's been uh, working me back in. Like I um ever since I think kind of like the, my low point with her was the reputation. Um, the like look what wait look what you made me do. Um, it's just not one I like. Yeah. It ever like just the whole like Kim Kanye Taylor Swift beef. It was just like blown out of proportion. It was just like too much like going on. Um, but then like her last album, Lover, or I guess two albums ago now. Lover had a lot of good songs. I felt like she was sort of working back into being um just like an artist. Um, and less of like a celebrity 
if that makes sense. And definitely folklore um, was definitely a lot closer to ours. And then Evermore is just kind of following up on that same note. You can tell that the songs were written like around the same time. It's got the same vibe. When I gave Evermore its first listen, um, I actually listened to all of folklore just to get in the right like mindset. And then Evermore like fit snugly in there. Um, yeah, man, I really dug it. I think um, I think it'll be in the rotation for for a while. Um, what do you think about it, Mitch? Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed uh, this album. Um, I, I would have to say I didn't listen to folklore as much. I listened to a couple of tracks from that album, um, mostly the Bon Iver, uh song "Exile," mm-hmm. um, and. After listening to this album, uh, Evermore, uh, I kind of like I haven't my history with Taylor Swift is very limited. Like I I haven't really like listened to a lot of her music, I guess I would say. But uh, I can definitely see that from like the hits that would play on like the radio and stuff like that. Like she's she's grown as an artist and she's changed like her her style uh, to kind of like go with the times, I guess. And mm-hmm. also uh, like there was a lot of different genre type tracks on this album. I thought like yeah. she touches a lot of different bases in, in uh, different styles. And I honestly, my biggest takeaway from this album is just, I love her and Bon Iver, Justin Vernon uh, just that, like that combination is, is huge. Uh, like they work really well together and their style of music is really good. Um, and, uh, shout outs to my brother on this because he's like, he immediately texted me before this album came out. He's like, Oh my God, Bon Iver. Cause he's like the, the, the like Justin Vernon's biggest fan. Uh, he basically like he, he was telling me he's like oh my god Bonavere is gonna be on the new Taylor Swift album and they and then that was for folklore and then like a day or two uh, ago or before they released this album he like was texting me and saying Taylor Swift is dropping another album and Bonavere is gonna be on it he's so back, he was baby. like he was like super hyped and just that's all he wants is just more Bonavere tracks because that's that's like his artist that he's found like within the past like year, year and a half that he's just like fallen in love with. So, uh, yeah, I really, I enjoy this album. I'll probably keep, I, I think I kept some of these songs. Um, and I just love the title track evermore. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say on it. What do you got, Logan? What were your thoughts on this album? Well, first of all, I'm really thankful that you've been saying this this man's name because I've been out here calling him Bon Iver. <laughs> oh, Logan! I know, I know. Call me trash. It, it is what it is. <laughs> but um, yeah i I listened to um, I listened to it a couple times just to really kind of like try to get the feel for it. Um, I thought folklore was good. I gave it a three out of five at the time. Um, just because Taylor Swift, like, it's it's complicated because these two albums are probably the most, or like one of them, if or they are 
among, if not the most discussed pieces of music this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be the guy that's going to go and shit on it. It's just not my type of music. However, I do agree with Mitch. Uh, I love how much she's matured as an artist. Um, I think that goes a long way. And I think it, I think she's going to have an incredible time at the Grammys this year. I think she's going to knock it out of the park um, for all of the music that she's released this year. Um, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the song Champagne Problems. That was a good uh, one. I really liked Evermore, the title track as well, with Bonnie Var. What is it? Bonnie Var. Bonnie Var. Bonnie Var. Okay. Um, I enjoyed uh, No Body, No Crime. That's what uh, I was going to bring up. Too. I that like that. Really, it's, that's just that, an old female country song. Yeah. That could have been written any time in the last 50 years. <laughs> I was going to say that it sounded very, just a very uh, old style country song to me too, but I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't like, I couldn't listen to it that I listened to that one once. I listened to every other track multiple, multiple times, but that, because that song like for me was just like, what is she? Like, what is she trying talking about? <laughs> what is the story? Like, I was more like, just like, I couldn't wrap my head around like the story that she was trying to tell for that track. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it was, it was weird, but it wasn't a bad song. It was, it was just something that I couldn't uh, listen to more than once. <laughs> yeah. I, I dug it. I dug the album as a, as a whole. I'm going to keep them just cause I, just so I can, Keep, I'm keeping both of them. I'm, I'm giving them both three out of fives. Although I think I liked this one a little more. Yeah. Um. I think. I don't know. Is that the unpopular opinion, Matt? Don't don't. Do you like folklore more? What what you? Ah, uh, it's. I really don't feel like you could like. I personally can't. Don't feel like I can like separate them and say like one more than the other because like together it feels like this from the same like catalog like of work. So I. I I don't know if I had to go just like songs, but also we've had folklore a little bit more. So I was going to say that some of those songs are a little bit more memorable, but I mean, as we're recording this, the album's been out for, for four days. So it's hard to know what's going to be memorable like in, in a couple months or so. That's, that's one of my problems with like, or not a problem of mine, but just like a, like whenever I'm making like a top 10 albums list of the year, like I feel bad putting an album out on the list that comes out in December. Cause it's like, okay. Like part of the way I rank those lists is like, what did I listen to the most this year? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like what had staying power and stuff. Yeah. Like what's the staying power. And I'm keeping both of the albums for that reason. Like I want to see how the songs grow on me. Cause in six months I could be like, you know what? Folklore and evermore are instant classics. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they might already be uh, in, some yeah. people's, in a lot of people's eyes, but yeah, I mean that's that's my thoughts. I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it by any means. Again, my my biggest thing about Taylor Swift this year is how much she's changed and matured as an artist. Ever since that documentary on Netflix came out about her, what like a year ago or so? About then, yeah. I haven't I haven't gotten around to watching it yet, but I've heard nothing but good things. It's actually very good. Um, and I gained a lot of respect for her from that. Um because nice. I used to be just like this dude that just fucking hates Taylor Swift. It was <laughs> It was kind of like a bit like I don't I don't even like have a reason to hate her. Like yeah. I, it was just like a Logan hates Taylor Swift thing. Like it's it was just a bit like that is what it is. My new bit is that I hate James Corden. 
The other so, day I, we were talking about James Corden. I was like, <laughs> fuck that guy, dude. Like, why is he in everything, man? <laughs> Remember what we talked about him on last episode and with the prom? Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah. I really enjoyed that when we talked about that last week, huh? This episode's getting too meta. <laughs> <laughs> then let's then let's move right along into uh Man on the Moon 3 by Kid Cuddy. Uh, I, I'll I'll go ahead and say first up that I'm not even a huge Kid Cudi guy. Um, I respect the classics that he's given us, like and anybody who's played either Watch Dogs or Grand Theft Auto, the day and night, like when you're driving whoa, like whoa. in GTA, that shit just hits different. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I'm not a huge Kid Cudi guy. However, um. I fucking enjoyed the shit out of this out of this album, man. This is my kind of style, I guess. Like the whole album felt like I was driving like just down like a straightaway. It's dark out, like it's just it's trippy. It kind of sounded like Astro World. I got big Travis Scott vibes from yep. it. If hey. I know Travis Scott and Kid Cudi did that song this year, the Scots. Please release an album together. Please. <laughs> I need a Kid Cudi and Travis Scott album. But um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. And all my friends, our, our group chat was blowing up on Friday with just talking about this. I really enjoyed the song uh, Tequila Shots. I think that's all my friends' favorite songs. That's the first song mm-hmm. um, besides the intro. Um. I really liked uh, Show Out with Pop Smoke. How are all these dead rappers getting verses on songs? What's going on here? Do they just pre-record a shitload yeah. of stuff? And it's having the can. Like, what, do they just hit up the production the production, the production, team and ask them if Pop Smoke has any unused stuff? I, I assume that's how it works. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I'd imagine if they didn't have it already like pre-recorded, uh, like in their own catalog of music, like you guys are saying, um, that they probably, I mean, this album's probably been in production for a while. True. So, I mean, I can't remember when uh, Pop Smoke passed. That was like last year, right? Uh, I think it was like last year, but... Um, he probably like had like stuff already done. And if, if they didn't like contact and like with like show up with Kid Cudi or whatever, um, before, uh, like before he passed away, then they probably like reached out and got like recordings from him, like from his catalog. And like, I I don't know, like this, uh, this, this album was really good. I'm just gonna flow into to my review real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, Go for it. <laughs> Before you take on Pop Smoke, past uh, February 19th of 2020. Oh, it was this year. It was like it a feels week like after a, Kobe it feels Bryant like, died. It feels like a long time ago now. 2020's been a long one. Long <laughs> it has been a long year, dude. Oh man. Well, R.I.P. Uh, but uh, I, I definitely I enjoyed this album. I listened to this album while I was driving, doing my job or whatever, driving, just delivering shit. And um, and, 
you're right, Logan. Like this this album, like for dr- just driving, whether it's the daytime or nighttime, because I listened to this when I was driving at night too, is just like you just like become entranced in listening to them into the tracks and just it, the production is so well done on this. And I, some of my favorite tracks were dive uh, Mr. Solo Dolo. Uh, like, I don't know, man, like th- this was just a solid album. I, I don't even know. I'm like speechless at what to really say on this because I haven't listened to a lot of Kit Cudi like I listened to Day and Night um, and like the remix with MGMT and stuff and uh, like that's really like that and maybe a few other tracks Pursuit of Happiness I guess that was the one that he did with MGMT now that I'm thinking about it Um, damn yeah Um, but yeah this album was just it was it was a banger. I think I gave it a five out of five. Man, this this one was good. I mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I'll piggyback off what Mitch said real quick because I thought of it. It's like the sound was like a tractor beam. It sucks you in, and once you're listening, especially like Mitch said, when you're driving and listening to it, because I listened to it the other night while driving. It's almost like it. Tra- this, this is gonna sound cheesy as fuck, but it's like it it literally like transported me into a different dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it, man. My favorite song was definitely the one, though, with with Trippy Red, Rockstar Nights. Yeah, that, that's um, my favorite as well. There's a verse where Kid Cudi just starts spitting, and I was like, mm-hmm. I was listening to it at my desk while I was working, and I was like, let's go! And the people yeah. around me were like, are you okay? And I was like, Kid <laughs> Cudi just went off! Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I fucking loved it. Matt, I saw that you gave it a little bit lower of a rating. What's what's What are your thoughts? Yeah, so... And it's always it's tough to do this because I feel like maybe just like my um, my expectations were high, but I was a decently big fan of the first two Man on the Moon uh, albums. I feel like it was I listened to it at very like formative times mm-hmm. in terms of like my taste and stuff. And when I listened to those, they weren't really similar to uh, to anything else I had heard. Um, so it just sort of feels like at this point, um, Kid Cudi's doing less innovating and is being like inspired by by others and that's you know it's tough to um call that unoriginal um but that's sort of the the where the the lower score came to mind and like it it did very much sound like a travis scott album and it's like well if i want to listen to a travis scott album i wouldn't listen to you know the highly anticipated new kid cuddy album um I think near the back half of the album is where um, I was definitely getting more, more into it. Um, Some of the features like you were talking about with trippy red and then for whatever reason, Phoebe Bridgers hops on uh, a song. There's just (laughs) sad girl Phoebe Bridgers (laughs) on the track. It was still, that's a good track though. Like it is good. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm, yeah, as I'm talking about it, as I'm looking at it, I maybe, maybe I'm, leaning more um closer to a four out of five but because i you know looking at it for for what it is instead of like what it what it could be or or what i wanted it to be but yeah i'll I'll give it another list i'll I'll definitely keep uh rockstar nights in the rotation yeah that's a good one and um yeah man just good to know cuddy's making more music i think i even saw he's 
releasing he has like another album like on deck for 2021 yeah <laughs> and like uh some kind of netflix thing uh involved with that so that'll be cool what's yeah, with he... netflix hopping on top of all these artists and just making documentaries about it i don't know man i don't know but kit cuddy's been in some he was in westworld yeah this past season and I had to like, he was also in another HBO show. My brother told me, uh, we are who we are. He was oh, apparently, he, one, but yeah, I haven't seen it either, but he's apparently in that show as well. So he's been doing some, some acting stuff on the side. So he's been, he's been a busy guy. He was in Brooklyn nine, nine. It's saying I'm not. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's uh one of the, uh, Oh shit. He's oh. one of the, uh, like, he plays one of the criminal guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't remember like his, he had like a, a name to him. Like, uh, like they gave all their, uh, like their, what do they call it on Brooklyn? nine nine or like perps or like a, yeah, some kind of bandit. Yeah. Like some kind of bandit name. Like he had like a tagline name that you would remember him by, but I remember him in that. In, in an episode or two on, on Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. Nice. Um, but yeah, I was like super surprised when he showed up in Westworld. He was one of the, uh, one of the um, like main character, Aaron Paul. His uh, kind of like his whole characters, Aaron Paul's character dilemma involved uh, his friendship with Kid Cudi's character, who I can't remember his character's name, but um yeah that that had like a whole entire kind of like arc throughout the entire Westworld season which was pretty pretty damn good. Uh look forward to that in a future list for best shows that came out this year whenever that comes out. Right. Stopping again, man. Damn. <laughs> it was going on for a while. We were almost in <laughs> the clear. Um uh yeah so that's uh kid cuddy's uh album there um yeah we all enjoyed it to an extent so uh big shouts to cuddy for putting out a, a solid piece of music um this year and finally um in terms of music uh an album i didn't know was coming out um nor did i really care um jack harlow the uh what's poppin guy yeah yeah uh so jack harlow dropped his debut album uh which was called that's what they all say it came out and it had 15 songs on it um he had features uh good uh, features uh, Baby, big yeah. Sean, adam levine he had, he had a solid list of people on here for a debut artist's album um, as well as the uh, remix to What's Poppin' that has the uh, baby Tory Lanes and Lil Wayne. I mean, yep. for a for a debut, um, for a debut album, uh, he had a good amount of features on it. So um, we'll we'll dive into that real quick. Uh, I'll start and and say I fucking loved it. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting to. Uh, again, this is the guy that's song was made famous by. Sorry, TikTok. And uh, I, I think I don't want to make this comparison. So, guys, before you jump, jump on top of me, 
Just let me speak and I'll justify it. Logic retiring, quote unquote retiring, um, and then Jack Harlow coming out of nowhere and putting together a pretty damn good debut album. That it's good timing because I think Jack Harlow nailed it here. I really genuinely enjoyed the whole thing. Um, I liked pretty much all of the songs. It was kind of like Cuddy's album where you could just put it on and almost all the songs kind of flow together really easily, Mm -hmm. especially Cuddy's album. I forgot to mention that, but each song like transitions into the next, which is kind of like what Astro World did. And so whenever I hear albums do that, I get that vibe, but (laughs) shit, dude, I I liked it. Um, Sue me. Um, The song with Chris Brown was surprisingly good. Who knew Chris Brown and Jack Harlow were going to sound good? I really liked the Big Sean song. Little Baby. Even Adam Levine did really well. I, I really liked it. And I liked the What's Poppin' remix. Uh, <laughs> Tory Lanez and Lil Wayne in there go off. The Baby's in there, too. But he does the Baby thing. Uh, I, I I liked it. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I have more to say other than the fact that uh I enjoyed myself. What what about you, Mitch? Well, I didn't get around to this album. Uh I listened to a couple of tracks, so I didn't listen to to it all the way through. Um I saw that there was a Bryson Tiller feature, so I listened <laughs> to Love is Dro. Um and that song kind of like I was like, "Well, shit, this sounds like it's not really for like a dude to be listening to like uh, the first song that they, that they play like off this album. So I was like, yeah, I, d- I don't know how I feel, but I listened to uh, like the first couple of songs and uh, like the rendezvous face of my city with featuring literate little baby. Uh, um, and those songs are good. And like, I, I mean, it was good. Um I'll have to listen to it all the way through to kind of get my full review, but um, yeah, that's pretty much all my thoughts. Matt, what do you, mm-hmm. what did you think of this album? I was a little bit, not quite as high on it as uh, as Logan was. Um, I think that he he does have some good flow. He definitely had some good lines and good verses. Um, some of the the features were kind of hit and miss, in my opinion. I'm not. I just don't see the. I just don't need Chris. I don't need to hear Chris Brown's voice anymore. I've heard it plenty. Um, it wasn't really doing anything different on this one. Um, Big Sean's verse was kind of whack. I don't know. Big Sean's kind of hit and miss as well. I can't remember. We had one line where I just like had to like pause and like be like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this song. But uh, all a lot of the beats were pretty generic. Um, and it was kind of tough to tell when uh, one song ended and another one began. Um, and he did did kind of one of my biggest pet peeves. I know he's been putting out a bunch of EPs since like 2011 and stuff. So he's been working a while. But on your debut album, I don't know how much you can really like complain about the problems of being famous if I had no idea who you are the week before. Like... There just wasn't really that that credibility there, in, in my opinion. And yeah, so you know, I think the there was some, definitely some good spots, but overall, it was a lot of just kind of like middle of the road um, stuff for me. So that's that's kind of where my my three out of five came on. If this was you know on 
um, I'm interested in it. And, you know, he's a young kid. So um, I'll definitely take a look at his next project as if he can continue to develop a little bit more, like kind of get a bit more of a unique uh, angle on things. I think um, I think he's really got some chops and um, I look forward to seeing uh, what all we get from him. Yeah, I I damn well could have just been on a high from Kid Cudi's album. That's, that's <laughs> always a possibility. I could have just been super excited about listening to Kid Cudi because I listened to Kid Cudi first and then Jack Harlow back to back. So I could have just been on a high, but um, I'll give it another playthrough this week and just kind of like reevaluate maybe. But uh, apparently, um, yeah, apparently it, uh, a lot of mixed reactions to it I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, I'm not surprised that you felt iffy about it and I really liked it. It's, it's, uh, tapping all over. Yes, yes, yes. That's so, what the streets are saying. I, yeah. The streets are, the streets are talking and they're not sure about Jack Harlow, but, <laughs> um, but I, I think he was a lot. I liked his flow. I mean, his, uh, he, he didn't just come off like a rapper. That's just going to come in and rap about guns and girls and booze and shit. Like, yeah. He seemed like he had something to say in a few songs, but again, like you said, Matt, this dude's song, his debut song really kind of got famous on TikTok. Uh, he has a, a, a video making app to, to credit for his success. <laughs> so, um, so I don't know how, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, yep. but, uh, but yeah, I think I think that's that's what we got to say about Jack Carlo. Do you guys want to get into a one of our one of the most uh, one of my favorite lists to discuss going into a new year? That's the top ten anticipated movies of the next year. Yep. Um, <laughs> we got uh, ten films. I'll I'll go out and say that I struggled making this list. Same. Um, considering the fact that uh. We had movies from 2020 and 2021 on this list because <laughs> all of our shit from this year got pushed to next year. So it's almost like I had like 25 movies. I had to get down to 10 and I really struggled. And some of them that aren't on my list, I'm upset about. Like, I'm sorry. I, I just, I, they just didn't make the cut. Um, so I guess you guys know the drill. I'll start it out and we'll just go back to back uh and we'll just if we have to talk we'll talk if not we'll just move on through um number 10 for me is a quiet place part two uh i feel like half of our explanations for these are gonna be yeah i was really looking forward to it this year but (laughs) to next year um i i wish i would have written down the new release dates for some of these uh I could pull I could pull them up real quick, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Quiet Place Part Two. I really enjoyed Part One. Not sure how you guys thought about uh, Part One, but um, I really enjoyed it. Okay, so apparently the the new release date is April twenty third, two thousand and twenty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I hope that uh, John Krasinski delivers again with the directing and the writing, and I. I bet he is, but <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what you got at your number 10, Matt. My number 10, uh, releasing the same day, 23rd of April, 2021 is last night in Soho. Um, to anyone who knows my film preferences, you probably 
will be scratching your head wondering why I'm excited for a psychological horror film. However, then you read the next line that it's directed by Edgar Wright. Yeah. Um, who and starring Anya Taylor Joy. So very uh she's very hot right now coming off queen's gambit but yeah edgar wright's one of my favorite directors i really like um scott pilgrim that's one of my favorite movies and then um hot the hot fuzz trilogy um with simon pegg um and then um then baby driver is also a really good movie so yeah just anything that guy touches um is worth looking forward to and is that number 10 since it's you know a little bit outside my preferences but i'll definitely uh definitely give it a look but uh where are you starting your list off at mitch uh at number 10 i am also kind of going out on a limb with this movie um i just recently heard about it and i'm just looking forward to the dynamic between the two uh, main actors Um, But it's a film called Deep Water, and it stars Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas, who are currently dating in the real world. So I'm now if if you're listening, many of you probably don't know, but Ana de Armas is my girl. So she's like, I loved her in Knives Out. I loved her in uh, previous movies of the past. Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. Um and also can't forget her in Blade Runner 2049. Um, and she's also done a couple other like smaller movies uh, that were not that bad, but um, weren't that great either. Um, <laughs> You'll love but, uh, but she's a great, great actress and she's going to be pretty much like the new on the scene actress of next year. So um, looking forward to this movie. Uh, the screenplay is actually written by uh, one of the guys that writes Euphoria, or the main guy that writes the Euphoria TV show, Sam Levinson. Um, and this was supposed to be released this year in November, uh, but I believe it's going to be released in, uh, I think, August of next year. Um, but it's basically like a psychological thriller. It's kind of reminds me of, uh, the movie Gone Girl, which Ben Affleck was in that movie and that was a really good movie. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that and looking forward to maybe seeing a trailer. I don't know if they've released one yet or not, but, um, looking forward to seeing that movie as my number 10. Logan, what do you got at number nine? Number nine uh, is something I actually kind of forgot about, but the more the the kind of news that we'll discuss, kind of the rumors that are floating around for Marvel right now, uh, you know what they are. We've discussed them for like the past like 12 episodes. Uh, <laughs> this is the movie I kind of forgot about, and that's uh, Morbius, the, the Sony Marvel mm-hmm. vampire flick um, starring Jared Leto, uh, now releasing... Um, March 21st, I be- March 18th, 2021. Uh, yeah, uh, more the more rumors we've he- we hear about this Marvel universe, and I'll save it because, well, actually, you heard it last week. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, all these rumors, uh, yeah, it, it just gets me more excited for what Sony's cooking up in terms of Marvel movies. And I'm a fan of Jared Leto, I think he's an underappreciated actor. 
um his portrayal of joker wasn't the greatest in my Everyone's eyes cup but, of tea. uh but i'm very confident that he's gonna do uh, pretty okay here in, in morbius <laughs> um so so yeah i'm excited to check it out it looks kind of like a action horror kind of vibe so um and then, of course, obviously, with the end scene in the trailer is him having a conversation with Michael Keaton from Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. It just makes me think that they're, God damn it, Marvel. <laughs> God damn it. They're getting me excited for shit. Matt, what's, what's your number nine? What you got going on? My number nine is Luca. Um from pixar so basically that gets it on the list no matter what looks like it's coming out in june and it's described as a coming of, of age adventure set in italy so just and just like the pictures from it looks like it's going to be like the the very picturesque like coast countryside of italy so it just looks beautiful there's not really too much details i don't recognize the uh direct the previous um work by the director enrico casarosa um but it looks like he's been involved on lots of other um not just pixar but dreamworks movies in the past so i'm all in um looking forward to it there's not too much known about it yet so i'll keep the century short so mitch what's next on your list Well, uh, next on my list is Tomb Raider 2 slash Uncharted. I couldn't decide which one to put here because I feel like I'm I'm looking forward to the second Tomb Raider with Alicia Vikander, but at the same time, I'm also looking forward to Uncharted and where they take that franchise. So I'm, I'm not really sure. What, uh, just I'm looking forward to both of those uh, action style of films um and i'm to be honest i'm not sure of either release date uh i'm trying to look up tomb raider 2's uh release date but it they have like no information on it because i i'm that might not even be in production yet so that might not even come out until 2022 so <laughs> uh Looking forward to both of those movies, but that's what I have at number nine. Um, Logan, what do you have at number eight? Uh, my number eight is Black Widow. Movie we were supposed to get this year. Damn it. Uh, but um, currently slated for May 7th, which is the typical, I think, Marvel May first weekend date so i'm not surprised they kind of rescheduled it for there but yeah I don't, I don't really have much to say here it's it's kind of on here because i'm excited where they're taking the mcu especially with all the announcements we got last week um so yeah i'm in ve i'm very intrigued to to see black widow just just so we can get it out of the damn way <laughs> i'm tired of waiting to see this damn movie uh give us scarlett johansson please just 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 let us see the damn movie Disney. Do it. Disney, you know what to do. Just put it on Disney Plus. Just fucking do it. <laughs> just, just do it, please. <laughs> They're putting Wonder Woman on there. It's it's the same thing. Just 
just come on. Just put it on <laughs> Disney Plus already. Bef- I don't want to have to wait six more months to see Black Widow. Come on, man. Uh, Matt, what you got? So I didn't realize slashes were, were allowed. So this will make my choice a little bit easier. Um, my number eight was originally just Wicked, but I'm also going to do Slash in the Heights. Uh, two musicals that uh, got famous on Broadway. Um Wicked, obviously, star making role for Adina Menzel um, as Alphaba, and she's coming back. She's running it back in the the movie version, so you'll hear uh, her perform all her greats. And then, in the Heights, was basically what made Lin Manuel Miranda uh, famous. He did a good job with that, and then was allowed to keep working. And he did a little thing called Hamilton. So, definitely excited to see. Um, where it all started for him so yeah my number eight is are those two musicals wicked and in the heights mitch what's your next one well just as a honorable mentioned i want to mention honorable mention both of those movies because i'm looking forward to seeing how they transfer to uh like the big screen uh Mm -hmm. i was fortunate enough to see hamilton uh live uh, not with Lin-Manuel, but um, I, I just am looking forward to seeing both of those, uh, both of those musicals uh, transfer to uh, the movie big screen. Yep. Um, but at number eight, I have the Eternals. Now this movie, we haven't even gotten a trailer for this movie. So I really don't know what to expect. But knowing Marvel and Disney and what they can do and the big name actors and actresses that they have for this film, uh, I feel like it's going to just blow people away. And it's the next step in uh, in what they're planning on doing for phase. What what phase are we on? Four or five? Four. Four? Um, so I think... I, I, I'm really eager to see what uh, what they're going to be doing for this for this film and potential n- another franchise that they could do. Um, Logan, what do you got at number seven? Seven, I got one another one that I forgot about until I kind of looked at the uh, release calendar for the year. Slated to come out June 11th is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um. Revisit to the Ghostbusters world starring uh, Paul Rudd, um, the original cast, the OGs, Bill Murray, uh, Dan Aykroyd are coming back for it, as well as I'm sure Ernie Hudson will be in there, too, um, as well as starring a new cast of kids, uh, one of them being Finn Wolfhard, the the main kid from Stranger Things. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not I'm, I'm not a. I don't want to sit here and pretend I'm a out of this world Ghostbusters fan, but I do enjoy the movies. I I even enjoyed the uh, shitty female remake from 2016. I thought it was fine for what it was. Um, although I think it would have just been funnier if they took those four actresses and put them in another scenario. I don't think they needed to bring Ghostbusters along with them, but um but yeah, I'm excited. I, I really can't wait to see what they do with this uh, 
this movie it's written and directed by the son of the original director and writer um so i'm I'm here for it i'm, I'm really excited jason reitman sorry uh <laughs> is his name so i'm really excited to see what they do with this new uh direction with the series so yeah that's my that's my number six what'd you get matt uh for was it number six or number seven i think number seven um all right number seven yeah yep yep uh so i have black widow no need to to repeat much about it just want to get phase four started um it's always sort of the most exciting um, i feel like this is one of the first like true reboots we've had well the mcu has been huge so i'm just excited where they uh kind of start um what kind of dangling threads they give us to start speculating on and, and research through comics about and how it all how this all uh fits into the larger mythos that they're gonna sort of rebuild from uh from the ending of endgame so yeah my number seven uh black widow mitch what's your uh number seven at number seven i have sherlock holmes three uh i feel like this movie was just recently announced uh, a while ago maybe not maybe it was announced uh a little bit longer ago I can't remember, but I feel like it's been kind of uh, I've been seeing Robert Downey post posting stuff on Instagram and uh, about it. Or maybe I'm thinking of uh, shout out to Boss Logic. Maybe he posted something. <laughs> I can't remember, but uh, I've been seeing like hype around this movie for for a while now, for at least the past like week or so. Um and looking forward to just seeing what they have to do uh, in the third film of this now trilogy of movies. Um, the first two are really good and funny, so just looking forward to what they can do in the third one. Um, Logan, what do you got? What do you got at number six? Dog's excited. As, as my dog is just going crazy. <laughs> She's a big Robert Downey Jr. fan. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> um, number six for me is Godzilla versus Kong. I'll uh, I'll piggyback on that and say me too. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Same position. Yeah, currently slated for May twenty first, twenty 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 one. Obviously, um, I think also getting put on HBO Max. Confirmed. Yep. Um. So. Uh, I, I would really love to see this movie in a theater. However, um, uh, you know, a, a movie you can't go and see a Godzilla movie not in IMAX. I mean, it 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 just doesn't <laughs> make sense. I saw the mediocre Godzilla King of the Monsters <laughs> film in IMAX, and while the movie was, in my opinion, pretty bad, pretty bad, <laughs> um, and even debated leaving at a couple points. Oh, uh, it was still kick-ass monster movie action. <laughs> yeah. and I'm looking for the same exact thing with Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown and Kyle Chandler are supposed to return um, from the sequel to Godzilla. So I'm I'm here for it. I've been ever since they did the 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 new Kong Skull Island movie and said like, oh well, they kind of take place in the same kind of yep. universe. I was like, oh okay, then I'm interested. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that movie goes. Uh, if I can't see it in a theater, and theaters are doomed by May, then uh, then I'll settle for HBO Max. Yep. But uh, I'll just 
try to go to a buddy's place where I know has the biggest TV possible and, and watch it there. Yeah. Yeah. Just get the boom and sound. That's really all you need. To... Yeah. You, you can't, you can't be watching uh, Godzilla versus Kong on your laptop. Your speakers yeah. <laughs> on your laptop are going to do it So what you got, Matt? Yeah. Nothing. Just um, pretty much oh, same sorry, thing. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just uh, just excited to see sort of a, another big monster movie, a big fan of the original sort of, well, I mean, the rebooted series, the rebooted modern series. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, they're doing it right and just having the two monsters go toe to toe. I'm interested to see how they uh, get, them, get them in the ring together. So that's basically it. My thoughts on Godzilla versus Kong. So Mitch, what, what you got? Um, at number six, I have Morbius, uh, just looking, I, I, I just want to know what this movie's going to, uh, it, whether or not it's going to tie into anything MCU wise or, um, like the potential for maybe a Venom tie in at some point, or I, I don't really know much about it. I just know that Jared Leto's Morbius and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully he'll do uh, do justice to Morbius, uh, unlike you did to Joker, like Logan was saying earlier. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Logan, what do you got uh, in your top five? Well, kind of piggybacking off of what Mitch said, my number five is Venom. Let there be carnage. Uh, the sequel to Venom. Uh, I didn't hate Venom like a lot of fans did. Um, I think it would have been better rated R. I know they made that last minute switch and cut a shitload of footage out of the film that would have made it rated R. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was a stupid move, honestly, um, especially with movies like Deadpool that prove that superhero movies can be rated R and they will still make a fuck ton of money regardless of little kids can't go see it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited here, man. Uh, with the with the end credit scene of Venom teasing Woody Harrelson playing Carnage. I'm really intrigued to see how Woody Harrison, a traditionally uh, comedic actor, takes on Carnage. Um, however, he looked pretty creepy in in that insane asylum, you know, in his straight jacket. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I I it's slated for June 25th. Um, yeah, I, I I'm excited to see what they go and how they take this forward, and maybe we get a a uh, spider-man tie-in in the end credits or something i, I don't know i mean <laughs> i've been talking about this for a while and with spider-man possibly doing this multiverse thing um I, uh, you gotta think that venom and carnage and spidey are gonna meet up at some point soon and morbius um so matt what you got for your number five uh, my number five is sort of in the same vein of the Ghostbusters uh, Top Gun Maverick, uh, the sort of next generation of the classic 80s Tom Cruise vehicle. Um, basically, the main character is going to be Rooster, um, who is the son of Goose, R.I.P. if you haven't seen that, uh, and have... R.I.P., R.I.P. <laughs> so then from uh, from the original it won't just have tom cruise but it'll also have the iconic val kilmer as ice man so i'm sure that there'll be uh yeah yeah there'll be some friction there so that'll I don't be know, cool man. definitely that'll it was already cool. uh delayed from 2019 to 2020 that delay was 
to quote allow the production to work out all the complex flight sequences so you have to think it's going to have some some pretty uh, intricate stuff if um it was already delayed a year before the coronavirus even existed so yeah that's yeah. uh that's my number six or no number five my number five uh mitch what's uh what's starting your top five well, uh, I completely forgot about Top Gun, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> that would have probably made my list at, at, I don't know what number, but it would have probably made my list at some point. So an honorable mention to Top Gun. Shout out to uh, shout out to Iceman. Looking forward to Val Kilmer's return to really the big screen. I don't think he's been on like a big screen movie in a while. Yeah. So I'm interested to see... Uh, because I know he was looking rough for a while. So, um, but yeah, uh, my number five is The Suicide Squad. Uh, looking forward to this movie, big cast, and it looks like they're just going all out on this. DC is finally like, it's like, it's, it's not going to be a soft reboot. It's going to be like a hard going all out reboot for this franchise because I feel like that's what they need to do. Um, I can't remember if this was, if this movie is speculated to be rated R or not, but if it is rated R, this movie will be awesome because I'm pretty sure it's directed by James Gunn. Um, this, this movie is going to be from just the behind the scenes trailer or like the behind the scenes trailer that they put out on YouTube. Um, the stuff, the action stuff that they are doing in this movie looks ridiculous. So just looking forward to all the ridiculousness and, uh, cat large cast that they have involved in this movie. Um, and that's about it. Uh, Logan, what do you got at number four? Number four is a movie I didn't think was going to crack my top 10 when I was weeding it down. But the more and more I thought about it, I was like, I am damn excited for July 16th so I can check out Uncharted. That is also my number four. Let's go, Matt. Me and you, <laughs> me and you linking up. Um, yeah, yeah. I Then I guess you can <laughs> piggyback off of, uh, off of me. But yeah, I mean, I was a big fan of the series on PlayStation and um, hope they continue the series. I think it would be a missed opportunity if they're not secretly working on an uncharted game right now and they debut it and release it kind of around maybe holiday 2021 or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Tom Holland is going to be a great, uh, Nathan Drake. Yep. Um, very Mark quippy. Walter. Huh? Oh, just Tom Holland is very quippy, much like Nathan Drake, um, sort of a, a skill set he's shown to have. An, an older uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg is Victor Sullivan. Um, I, I, I've got high hopes for this, man. I hope it's a nice Indiana Jones Tomb Raider type situation. Maybe a little bit of the Goonies mixed in there. I'm not a huge Goonies guy, but that vibe. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. Just like Mitch said, super excited for, for the uh, Uncharted film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any more to piggyback off of that there, Matt? Uh, the only thing I think that is kind of funny about it, well, there's a couple things that are funny uh, or interesting. Uh, so Mark Wahlberg was originally going to play Nathan Drake when they got the idea for the movie back in 2010. But just I think it's funny that 
he shifted to be the the mentor. Um, Antonio Banderas doesn't have a character name attached to him. He just says that he's in it, so that's cool. Um, and then Chloe. What? says Brian Cranston's in this thing, too. What? Google's okay. telling me this. All right. It, 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 well, sorry to cut you off, but it says... Let's see what IMDb says. Hold yeah, on. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. The um, And then who they have for Chloe uh, definitely looks the part. Her filmography is a bit small, but that's never really a bad thing um, if you've got the look, look for it. So, yeah, man. Uh, I think it should be... Good little romp. Looking forward to it. Any any Brian Cranston confirmation? Uh, actually, um, I don't. I don't think so. I, I I do not think that that was factual. Dang. Um, well, Dang. at least you <laughs> corrected it. I was gonna say Antonio Banderas and Brian Cranston together as like the villain duo or something. That'd oh, be that'd bad. be great. Oh, that'd be so much fun. But um, yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry for the tease. <laughs> You're really good. Also, let me make it clear that my background right now is not a black screen. <laughs> it's just black in my room right now. I yeah. just realized. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, Mitch, what's what's your number four? Uh, my number four, this was tough because I know we've talked about this movie for so, so many weeks now. Um, but at number four, I have Spider-Man 3. Um Looking forward to this movie. I think I've said that like for every movie <laughs> that I've rated or like reviewed now. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like we've talked about this enough, like that there's not really much left to say except for like, man, I just hope they release a trailer at some point, like sometime soon, just release a teaser trailer, like give me like 30 seconds or like 45 seconds of just like information that I can relate to what is going to be in this movie, because this movie is going to be epic alongside of, uh, you know, Dr. Strange too. And just all the stuff that they have planned. I feel like uh, it's just going to be epic. I I feel like uh, there's nothing else left to say about it. Um, Logan, what do you got at number three? Yeah, I'll, I'll quickly say that uh, while tomorrow night when we record last week's episode, <laughs> uh, oh, we'll probably mention the rumors that kind of circulated over the weekend. I know a lot more popped up, even though they're rumors that we've discussed for the past two weeks. Kind of confirmation on uh, Doc Ock's part. I, I don't know if it's 100% confirmed, but it's it's pretty damn with where there's smoke there's fire matt has said that a few times um but uh but yeah we'll talk about that tomorrow slash last week uh my number three is the suicide squad um mitch hit it pretty well on the head i won't um i won't babysit it too long other than the fact that i'm super excited uh i was weirded out when they said they were going to reboot it two years after the original came out but then when I heard James Gunn was going to be attached uh, and I trust him now with big team up movies, <laughs> um, Mitch hit it. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. This better be rated R. Uh, I like to think that Warner brothers might make it rated R, especially if they're going to also throw it up on HBO max as well. Like just give it to us an R like, come on. And 
we're gonna have a great next couple months when all these trailers start <laughs> dropping yep it's gonna be fun <laughs> it's gonna, we're gonna have a fucking field day on the binge boys we might need ju- the the just trailers only episode we, we might have to do something like that um although they'll probably get us and release one after the other oh yeah week. yeah um but yeah super excited like mitch said all all-star cast james gunn reboot tie it into the dc movies let's go let's get it matt what's your number three uh my number three is the matrix four um so i'm a pretty pretty good fan of the current matrix trilogy um i think that it's just a very interesting story um were all three entries as great as the first one no the quality was a bit off but i hope that having you know 20 or so years after the trilogies ended they've come back with some more ideas to sort of have it fresh and it really ended um on kind of a new note so i feel like it'll have to be almost completely brand new um a lot of the star power that made the original great um is back the wachowski sisters are directing again um keanu's starring um trinity and niobe are playing their played by their original actors and then a bunch of undisclosed roles for big actors two of which neil patrick harris and jonathan groff i'm very interested to see how they uh work those guys in but yeah man excited for the matrix four as my number three mitch what's your number three my number three is Godzilla versus Kong. Another movie that you guys have touched on and just kind of to just wrap it up real quick. I am looking forward to seeing this on the big screen. Like you guys are saying, um, these movies like specifically Godzilla movies are just epic on the big screen. And I can't imagine really seeing it any other way. Um, so I, I really, I'm really looking forward to hopefully seeing this movie on, on the big screen and not having to watch it on. Uh, unfortunately, well, I'm fortunate enough to have like a big TV to watch movies on, but <laughs> I don't want to have to watch a movie of this caliber, I guess, on that TV. I'd rather watch it in theaters. So hopefully the theaters are going to be like, back to thriving and and stuff like that by the time this gets released. So Logan, what do you got at number two, man? I, uh, hopefully Mitch back when this released the original movie released back when we were in high school in 2013. And, uh, if you remember my excitement around this movie, when it came out, you wouldn't be surprised to know that on June 4th, you know, my happy little ass is going to be in a theater. There's no way I'm watching this on HBO Max for the first time. The Conjuring 3, the devil made me do it. <laughs> I fucking love the Conjuring series, bro. Like what James Wan did with the original Conjuring movie kind of shaped the way modern horror is going, uh, at least modern paranormal horror. Um, no one thought that the dude that directed, well, I guess he directed Saw, but I guess n- everybody, I never thought that the dude that directed like a Fast and Furious movie was going to be able to make one of the most iconic, honestly, probably one of the bigger cinematic universes out there right now besides DC with the 
Annabelle movies and the the Nun and all the Conjuring movies. Like it's a very successful universe for Warner Brothers. Um, and I'm really fucking hyped. Uh, it was originally supposed to come out this year on September 11th. Which, uh, I don't know about going to see a scary movie on September 11th. It just doesn't feel right. Um, but yeah, they're going uh, June 4th. And I'm excited. It's based on another uh, an, another case that Ed and Lorraine Warren investigated um, back in the day. So super excited uh oh wow i just read what what it's why it's called the devil made me do it apparently it marks the um uh it marks the first time in history that a murder suspect uh claimed demonic possession as his defense so um Hmm. very excited to see how this is happened i've heard rumors that it's going to be it's it's still going to be the horror movie that the conjuring franchise is but it's also going to be a it's a court movie um a lot of media attention around this case Weird. um yeah so i'm uh i'm very uh, intrigued here so number two conjuring three matt what's your what's your runner up here uh my runner up is one that we talked about when the trailer was dropped so um, finally, something we do have a trailer for. It is Dune. Um, I might have been a bit lukewarm on it when the trailer dropped. However, um, between then and now, I just did some research into just the uh, the universe of what all um, has to do with that. And there is a lot there. There is a whole cinematic universe of detail they could go into. Um Definitely makes the um, Song of Ice and Fire look like children's books in terms of just the amount of stuff going on and opportunities to draw from with that. Uh, And then checking out the people involved, obviously the star-studded cast (laughs) with Timothy Chalamet, Josh Brolin, Zendaya, Dave Bautista, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, so I could keep going on that. Um, And then the director... um, Dennis Villanueva, a big fan of Arrival and Blade Runner 2049. So very sci-fi adjacent, um, but still sort of humanity is at like the center of it. And just after researching Dune, that that's kind of the, uh, the angle that Frank Herbert was going for when he wrote the novel. So I feel like they'll be able to hopefully bring the same kind of gravitas to the movie as uh, exists in those doorstops of books uh, for the Dune series. So that's my number two. Mitch, what is your runner up? Well, uh, my number two to kind of piggyback on yours um, (laughs) is also Dune. Um, I am looking forward to this movie uh, very highly anticipated on my list as it, why it's listed at number two. Um, Matt, you pretty much touched on all the stuff that I was going to say about it. Uh, the cast is amazing for this film. And I feel like they kind of made it so that way they could bring back many people, uh, for sequels and, um, stuff like that. So hopefully, uh, I know with, uh, a recent article that I read, um, the director, uh, how did you pronounce his name? Dennis Villanueva. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
um, uh, anyway, he had said that um, something along the lines of hopefully these movies going directly to HBO Max doesn't kill the franchise. So I'm really just hoping that that's true, that like hopefully they can either release it in theaters and also release it to streaming because this is a franchise that I'd love to see just go uh, like far and beyond expectations of making sequels and um, just doing very well because he's a, he's a really good director um, after watching Blade Runner 2049. If you haven't seen that movie, it is a long movie, but at the (laughs) same time, it's visually just incredible. Like, uh, I don't know how many people are like playing cyberpunk at this point, but imagine a movie that was or a game that was based off of a movie. That's what cyberpunk is. And Blade Runner 2049 and the original Blade Runner itself are just stellar films. But um, yeah, that's what I have at number two, Dune. Looking forward to it. Um, Logan, what do you have at number one? <laughs> My happy little ass, Mitch, uh, on December 17th, 2021, (laughs) uh, am going to be crying and laughing at uh, and and just genuinely enjoying. Hopefully, maybe if COVID backs down and things kind of start, like you said, kind of returning to somewhat normal in the midsummer. I think that's the, I guess, rumor that, you know, with these vaccines and stuff that they're starting to try to start pushing. Hopefully by like June or July, we'll start to see a kind of return to normal summer 2021. But uh, so maybe they could pull it up a couple months. Uh, but uh, Spider-Man 3. Uh, yep. Same. We, we talked about it a lot last week. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so uh so i don't really need to go into it any more than what mitch just said although i just remembered another situation that kind of backs up the multiverse idea spoiler alert for spider-man uh far from home but you know the end when j jonah jameson yep there and he knows first of all he first of all not only the fact that he's from sam raimi's spider-man movies but also the fact that he knows who Spider-Man is. Do you think Doctor Strange is going to help navigate him to a world where Spider-Man's identity is not known or going back in time? Are they going to get the time stone back up in this bitch? Yeah, like, I, I wonder if they uh, kind of regret putting that in if there is this multiverse since, you know, it's the same actor playing different versions of JJ. Well, what do you... Well, we, we don't need to get it. <laughs> But yeah, that's my number one. It's slated for December 17th, but hopefully, you know, if things calm down, they can move it up a couple months. Maybe give us like an October or something release date. That'd be pretty hype. Maybe like the final summer movie to kind of go out with a bang. Um, I'm really upset that movies like Dune um, and a couple others didn't make my list. It was really tough for me to make this. I hated taking dune off and the eternals and shang chi and the seven rings and all these movies that we're supposed to get i i i just the movies i didn't put on are the movies that i don't know a lot about so like the eternals like mitch said like we we don't even have a damn trailer for this movie and it's supposed to come out in like four months or something like 
Come on. Give us give us something. <laughs> I'm I feel like I'm somebody who's like held out from like you know, like something they're addicted to for forever. And it's like, Marvel, you've been quiet all year <laughs> or something. That's all I got to say. Yep. <laughs> Matt, you got any more to piggyback? That was that was your number one, right? That was my number one. Yeah, man. Nothing uh, nothing too much. I feel like it'll be a whole... Up until the day the movie is released, there will be speculation about what sort of form it'll take in terms of how the multiverse will interact and stuff. And that's going to be fun, man. I feel like uh, as the other movies sort of come out, like the Eternals and Black Widow, they'll sort of also get uh, get some ideas and theories in the mix um, for that. And that's kind of going to be the first big one of, uh, of Phase 4. So should be tight, man. Mitch, what's your number one? This Oh, I'm sorry, Mitch. One more thing before Mitch uh, goes through. It says this article is saying that the rumored title is Spider-Man Home Run, which... Oh, that sucks. Uh, nail it, this fucking movie is going to be a home run, but... What the, <laughs> Mitch, go ahead, hit us with your number one. Close us out. What you got? My number one, which I'm surprised it wasn't on either of you guys' lists, is the one and only James motherfucking Bond, No Time to Die, starring Daniel Craig as James Bond, and Anna de Armas as the Bond girl, and then we have... Because, <laughs> you know, I got to bring my girl back into it from the beginning. <laughs> but then we also have Rami Malek as the villain, who I think is going to be really interesting to see as a villain. Um, but we have just uh, Leah uh, Sadu, uh, Lashana Lynch, um, and then also the director who, and also writer for the, for this part, uh, writer for this movie, Carrie Joji Fukunaga, um, who has basically done True Detective. Um, he did uh, Maniac on the Netflix series Maniac. Mm. Um, just tons of content, tons of content from him. Um, awesome director. Uh, I'm just really looking forward to this movie. Uh, like I've said for every other movie that is on this list. <laughs> uh, just, uh, it's been a while since like I've been like this hyped around a James Bond film. And I feel like this is my most hyped for a Bond film that I've ever been just because I feel like it could be Daniel Craig's last one. And also it, it just is directed by a phenomenal, a phenomenal. Oh my God. I did it twice. <laughs> phenomenal. Oh my God. <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, director so i just am looking forward to it uh and just can't can't wait to see this movie which i think it comes out in april of next year hopefully please please <laughs> don't get pushed back again i've been waiting for this movie for so long i was looking forward to seeing it like three different times this year and it got kept getting pushed back and now i'm just very stoked to see it come April. So that's what I got. 
that's my <laughs> list. Logan, do you want to close this out? That's another one I was really upset that didn't make my list. Yep. And that's another one that I think deserves to be seen on a big screen. Just James Bond. Yeah. Just with the crazy action. I mean, we've we've had a trailer for that movie for the last year and a half, it feels. And that's yeah. every time it plays where he he's like, my turn. And he like flips the headlights up and the guns come out and he just does the wheelies. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, that was our top ten uh, most anticipated movies of 2021. In the next couple weeks, we're gonna get so just to to give the people what's going on. So this episode airs on the 22nd. So I guess Merry Christmas, <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy whatever. Um, Christmas Eve. Recorded today, uh, the run-through for How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, well, actually, also, well, I guess you would have heard it by now, but the run-through for The Holiday, rom-com with Kate Winslet, Jack Black, uh, Cameron Diaz, and Jude Law. That comes out the 17th, but you've already heard that. Um, and then we'll do our post-Christmas episode where we'll talk about our holidays. And uh, we'll discuss the finale of The Mandalorian. Hopefully, if you guys get a chance to watch both of them, we'll talk about Soul and Wonder Woman, too. Um, that'll be a kick-ass episode. And then right there into the new year, baby, we're going to start pumping out episodes full of lists. Just lists and lists and lists. Um, so, hope you guys are ready for it. I'm really excited. This is I was telling uh, Emily earlier today that the list season for binge boys is one of my favorites. It's y'all's first. So happy to have you along for the ride, but it's, it's my favorite part about the binge boys is given the end of the year lists and, and stuff. So yeah, man, let's do it. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, everybody, Merry Christmas. Uh, and we'll see you guys on the 29th. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Cool. Merry Christmas. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.